buyer. And out of the tunnel, onto the floor for the second hour of Sports Talk. I'm Scott Beatty along with Evan Kahn. Thanks for being along for this ride going till 6 o'clock. Do be careful if you're out there. There's some strong storms, particularly to the west of our listening area, over towards DeWitt. Tornado warning there in DeWitt. Uh, also one in Macon County near Niantic. Um, so just, just be cautious. 61 degrees here in January. Go figure. And it's uh, uh, creating some havoc, seeing some images on television and social media of uh, like barns and those kinds of things turned over. And I think it's causes some things to be overturned uh, or stopped up on the interstate as well. So just uh, be heads up, safe and aware. Mike DeCourcy is joining us in just a moment here from the Big Ten Network and Sporting News. But hello, Evan Kahn. Here we are. First sports talk of the year. After, oh, I guess so, huh? Yeah, yeah. We had a bowl game yesterday, so we had no formal show. Instead, we were doing yeah. post-game to cover Illinois' loss in the ReliaQuest Bowl. But uh, here we go into a, a new year. We'll talk some football along the way here, but it's basketball through and through now for a good portion of the upcoming weeks. Are you sure? It's 61 degrees. Yeah. There was a little bit of rain in the, the forecast. Mm. I was ready to go have a catch. But, you know, uh, I always got baseball in my mind, too. <laughs> I mean, if we want to talk about Eric Hosmer potentially coming to the Cubs, we can. But. Yeah, but no, no, it is it is all basketball all the time because the Bears are done. And, um, I mean, we'll, we'll pay attention to the national championship less than a, a week away, but uh, really focused on the orange ball nowadays. Yeah. All right, and helping us do that here, it's our friend. It's Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News and the Big Ten Network as well. Good enough to join us on Sports Talk. Mike, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, guys. How are you? Doing great. I actually, this is a portion of the year that I think is great in college basketball, particularly the Big Ten. It just it goes back, I just remember, you know, younger days, even though the schedule's not the same. It used to be, you know, Saturday, here comes a noon or a one o'clock game, and it was just, it was college basketball. You had the NFL playoffs, and you had college basketball, particularly Big Ten basketball, and nobody's out of it, and nobody's won it. I think January's a fun month. <laughs> Absolutely. I, you know, I, I think that people who follow college basketball, and there are more people who do than people realize, it's just that they're 360 teams and um, <laughs> probably 75 to 85 major teams. So it's split a lot of different ways in, 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 the, in a sense that it's not in other sports. But the people who do follow the game understand that January's fun, February's uh, even more fun, and, of course, March is the most fun of all. So I, I think it's, it's a great time of year for college basketball fans as we move into conference play. The conference play for me is is awesome, and I, you know I have gotten a chance now 14 years in a row uh, to 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 see the Big Ten up close and personal uh, with my work at BTN, and I, I you know I've really grown a great appreciation for the special nature of this league that I didn't necessarily have before I was you know fortunate enough to to get that opportunity. I, I mean, I, I, you know, obviously I grew up watching all college basketball. And so uh, when, I, when I was uh, living in Pittsburgh and I was in my late teens and we got cable and, and we got Channel 43 in Cleveland, we could watch the 
Ohio State Buckeyes with Kelvin Ramsey and Clark Kellogg and Herb Williams. So, you know, I, I got into that. I mean, uh, and then, you know, I lived in Ohio for 18 years and uh, obviously got a chance to see the Big Ten close up. But getting a chance to really uh, focus on it has, has given me a tremendous appreciation uh, for the coaches in this league, for the venues, you know, I've been in most of them now, and and, and what you know, what wonderful home atmospheres they have. It, it's a it's a special league, and I, I hope that people who uh, who are privileged to be a part of it, to to be a, you know, as students or alums or just town fans, state fans, I hope they appreciate uh, what a special thing it is because it doesn't exist like this everywhere. No, it doesn't. And uh, well, boy, the Purdue Boilermakers are are feeling just how special the Big Ten is, especially with <laughs> the special Rutgers Scarlet Knights that keep throwing kryptonite uh, at them. So, is it explainable what Rutgers, other than the standard anybody can beat anybody in this league, which I get, but you know, is there something that Rutgers has in the secret sauce there that nobody else has with against Purdue? Yeah, I, I think it starts. Uh... With Clifford Amore, uh, I think it, I, I said this on on uh, BTN on Sunday night on the uh, and, and Monday morning on the uh, the big show uh, that uh, you're, you're talking about the guy in college basketball who is the best equipped, if anybody is equipped, to deal with the problem that is Zach Eady. He's seven, Zach is seven foot four, really physical, really skilled. Uh, you know, a very good athlete, and so you you put all that together, and you you know how do you cope with that if you're you know if you're rolling a six nine center out there or something like that, which a lot of teams do. Uh, well, Rutgers has a six eleven guy who is as long as any player his height, uh, who is as physically powerful as any player, and his as dynamic as anybody his height. I mean, he has got all of that. And, and he has a defensive orientation. He is, you know, he wants to stop you. He wants to block your shot. He wants, you know, he wants, he wants you to not score. That's, a, that's where his game begins. So all of that feeds into where they begin and, and, and have, you know, they don't have an advantage over Purdue at that position, but they have an advantage over almost everybody else that's trying to play Purdue. We're talking with Mike DeCourcy, Big Ten Network, Sporting News as well. Hey, Mike, this is Evan. Uh, I wanted to ask you about a couple of teams that you were watching there on, on Sunday, one that came to the State Farm Center not that long ago and, and put the whooping on the Illini was Penn State, and they, they kind of did the same to Iowa on Sunday. So uh, are, are they legit, and is this something that, that you saw coming maybe before the season that, that maybe others didn't? Well, I saw them being good. Um and good, you know, my, my theory on them coming into the year was they were one of the teams that fell into the category of if everything goes right, they'll be good. They're probably better than that. Uh, they, they probably are better than good. They, they are probably in the, in the neighborhood of close to very good. They do have weaknesses. They are not a big team. I mean, as I said on the pregame show on Sunday, there's not, there can't be another team in college basketball that has, has two leading rebounders uh, that are both averaging over seven rebounds a game and both of them are guards and neither is taller than 6'4". Excuse me, not, neither is taller than 6'6", six, six, the other 6'4". So uh, you're talking about uh, you know, a, a very unusual group. Uh, but Jalen Pickett is just a fabulous player, uh, one of the best players in the league, and, and, uh, and I, I'm sure he'll get that recognition when the season's over. 
and and he was just tremendous on Sunday. And I, I thought, you know, they, 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 they brought in a terrific shooter from Bucknell to, to give them some spacing. Uh, the one area that they don't have covered is they're not big. They're, they're, they are a smaller team. Uh, they're one of those teams that when they play Purdue, I mean, that's going to be, a, that's going to be an adventure. That's going to be a real tough thing for them to deal with. Uh, but uh, they, they're, they're a very good basketball team. And, and, you know, what they did at Illinois was, you know, probably, you know, maybe uh, 40% Penn state and 60% Illinois, not <laughs> yeah. being what Illinois needs to be. Uh, but it, you know, they, they are the ones that leave the gym with a win. Well, yeah, and along those lines as well with Penn State, and we just saw Missouri in the Bragging Rights game not that long ago. Not a very big team, but a veteran team. And lots been made about Illinois, a lot of inexperience, not a lot of returning players. Do do some of these more veteran teams, guys that have come back, maybe, maybe will they have a little more of an advantage when we get in here to conference play and Big Ten play and they've got familiarity with the league? Well, I, I think I think familiarity with the league helps, but it, it, everybody gets it in different doses. I mean, Penn State has veteran guys, without a doubt. I mean, Pickett was there last year. Miles Dredd's been there forever. But they also have new players. Mm-hmm. They, they have a lot of new players, and some of their freshmen are, are, are quite capable. Uh, the young man, Mahaffey, did a really nice job in that game uh, on Sunday. He, he, was, he was outstanding in, in, in a relatively limited role. His minutes were all really productive so there's that and then there's the there's a team like Purdue which again you, you they have a ton of veterans uh, almost their whole team but they're starting two freshman guards so the ball's in the hands of the guys who played the least so I'm not sure that that's going to be what ends up making a difference uh, in who wins and who loses I think it's about who gets together finds a formula and gets to that formula the most often and I thought Illinois was working toward that uh, and getting there, uh, with you know, with some of their some of their games, their your UCLA game, for example, uh, you know, I, I thought they were getting there, and and then it, it started to sort of sort of splinter a little bit, you know, when they beat Syracuse by thirty. I mean, it's not a great Syracuse team, but you beat it by thirty. Um, you you know, the Texas game they didn't play great, but they hung, they hung in there. They you know they end up winning in overtime, and they probably you know I mean Texas had to make some really bad mistakes in late in regulation for them to have a chance at overtime. But they didn't. They didn't relent. They they pushed Texas into those mistakes. And I don't know where that's gone, uh, because that that same effort, even the even the subpar or not great effort that they put out against Texas in the first thirty five minutes or whatever, what you know it wasn't elite. Um, but if that if they put that out there against Penn State, at the very least, they're in a game at the end. They're not getting beat by fifteen. Talking with Mike DeCourcy here from the Big Ten Network. Uh, yeah, and Illinois is kind of an enigma to everybody trying hard to, to figure it out because of so many new pieces, young and old, but trying to play together for the, the, the first time. Um, don't know what Brad Underwood's going to do with some of the changes he made, at least for one game against Bethune-Cookman, but were you sitting there going, boy, Illinois better do something different or or just try to return to what they were when they were beating UCLA and Texas, like you said? Well, I, you know, I, I think they need, yeah, that's that's the obvious thing that you want to get back to, but you know, the guys that, that you know are going to give you everything, and Coleman Hawkins, He's giving you everything. So you want to make sure that he not only is out there, but that he's getting 
he's getting opportunities, not because he needs them, uh, but because you're better when he gets them. Uh, Dane Danger played a bunch in that Bethune Cookman game, and I, you know, I mean, he's been really productive in limited minutes. Uh, so I don't know why you wouldn't want him out there at least half the time. Uh, and on average, that's not been the case. Uh, it, it, in this game, it was basically starters minutes, 26 minutes for a big guy is ballpark starters minutes. So, um, you know, that, that, I think that's a positive, uh, you know, you're not playing a great opponent, obviously, but you played more like a team, more like the team that, that got those big wins earlier in the year. Besides Purdue, who would you say is, is the best right now in the league? Well, I think Ohio State is really solid. I, I like what they are. They, the fact that Zed Key is able to give them a big man presence without having to take on all of the uh, opponent's big guy, uh, the, the strength and the, and the, and the wear of, of the opponent's big guy, uh, I, I like that they're able to do that with him. Um, they, 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 I don't, I don't know what it is. I, one of these days I got to sit down with Chris Holtman and ask him like what he's doing that, uh, that, that others aren't. But I mean, a year ago, uh, you know, they get a guy who was, I think 42nd in his class and he becomes a lottery pick. And this year they, they get a guy who's 64th in his class and it's according to the consensus. And he's basically the big 10 freshman of the year to this point, Bryce Sensabaugh. I mean that's just that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good recruiting year after year there. You're finding the guys who are ready to play even though the consensus isn't necessarily that they are uh, super prospects. So uh, that, that that's that's a really good uh uh productive thing for them and then Justice Suing is one of the really difficult players in the league to guard uh, because he's so big, he handles the ball really well, he sees the floor terrifically. Uh, and he's and he's also an able rebounder, so they get a lot out of him. Uh, and he's not a great shooter, but he can break you down and create for other shooters. And they do have other guys who can drop shots. Uh, Bruce Thornton's come in and is shooting uh, 46%. Sensabaugh's shooting 46% from three. Uh, Tanner Holden doesn't get as many minutes, but he's shooting 50 from three. So they have a lot of weapons. And uh, Bruce Thornton is a, is a guy that uh, – uh, Andy Katz was mentioning, he, he thinks he, had, for those who have been around basketball for a long time, like me, hmm. he brings up John Bagley, uh, the, the former uh, Boston College uh, Cleveland Cavs guard, who was uh, you know, one of those guys who had a big body and a, and a great game. And, and he thinks that Thornton, uh, is, as a young player, kind of mirrors that. Uh, and he gives them a lot as well. So it's I, I really like what they have. And I don't think they're a you know, I don't think they're a national championship contender or anything, but I think they're going to finish high in this league. Uh, they're going to have a, a very nice year. And, you know, Wisconsin, hard to play against. They're in every game. I don't think they can win the league playing the way they do, but I think they can be in the first division. Uh, and then, you know, I think it, Rutgers, it, it, Rutgers has to be a little bit more disciplined on offense. I think they get themselves in trouble by taking tough shots. They did last night. But they're a great defensive team, and they can score. Uh, they just have to work their offense a little bit harder. Indiana, I don't know what to say. I, I just, because you know losing Xavier Johnson right now, and, and we think it's going to be for a little while. Uh, they got to they got to create a new formula, and their intent uh, when they get out on the court next is to play Tamar Bates as the shooting guard and go with two shooting wings instead of the two point guard look that they had used 
to great effect in the start of the season, uh, Bates is going to have to play like a starter, and he's never done that in his career, but he's never had this big an opportunity before. So it's all ahead of him. If he can grab it, uh, Indiana can still be a contender. Mike DeCourcy with us here for just a few moments longer. Yeah, I, I thought Justice Suing being out for Ohio State late last year was a, a big part of their early exit in March. But as you mentioned, them being towards the top of the Big Ten but not really a national title team or, or, or Wisconsin for that as well. Are we looking at a, another year where we're going to be sitting second weekend in March wondering where the Big Ten teams are? Well, I do think that Indiana can be a, a team that makes a run, again, uh, depending on how whole they are and or whether they can adapt to a different look than they'd intended. Um, I think Purdue certainly can do that. Uh, they have to take great advantage of Zach Eady. He's got to stay in games, and they have to get a whistle. Um, they, they Last year's game against uh, St. Peter's, St. Peter's was allowed to do whatever they wanted to Zach Eady, whatever, he want, whatever they wanted. Um, they were all six five, and the refs figured, well, how much can he can they hurt him? He's seven four, and 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 it wasn't fair. Um, but and it just you know it essentially made Edie irrelevant in that game, and it was and I and I've said this before that I thought that Matt needed to see that and not play him uh, in the second half, and he decided to go with what brung him, so to speak, and it didn't work. Um, but it, in the Texas game in the second round, they called the game square uh and and all the hacking that texas was doing on ed we got called fouls and and texas got themselves in deep foul trouble like that so some of that's going to depend on whether they get you know, maybe more than anybody in the in the in the nation uh or anybody in the field when we get to march they're going to need a, a good you know a good fair whistle uh if people are hanging on zach Eady, you don't give them a break just because he's seven four it was that way with Shaq when he played in the NBA. If you if you were allowed to foul him, uh, and he was going to have a tough night. And if you if you weren't allowed to do that, and and they called them, you were in trouble because he was so good. I think Brad Underwood agrees with you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> At least when he had Kofi Coburn, he agrees with you. <laughs> yes, absolutely, a hundred percent. All mean, right, I, I, you can't give you can't give those guys a, a bad whistle just because they're bigger and stronger. It's not fair. Well, Michael, let you go, but uh, just got to ask because it's out uh, it, or it's back at the surface again, and we're a long ways from this even happening yet. But it's this this Division One Transformation Committee recommending twenty five percent of all uh, of all teams in a specific sport make a championship tournament. So, are you ready for ninety in the in March Madness? Ninety teams. Yeah, I wrote about this. Uh, it column hasn't appeared yet, I don't think, um, but I wrote about this this afternoon. Um, when I got the when I got the uh, I got the list uh, the, the the report embargoed probably around noon or something like that. So I'm reading through it and I'm loving everything. You know, there's all this stuff in there, uh, you know, to help student athletes have a better experience and a richer experience beyond their playing careers as well. And there's all this good stuff in there. And then I get to that and I'm like, you know, do you realize that if you hadn't done this dumb thing? All we'd be writing about is how cool this report is and how good it is for college athletics. And instead, you know, we're not going to let this sit there because we know how bad it is for the sport. And we know how something that's bad for the sport of men's basketball is going to be bad for the NCAA and, and college athletics because they derive so much income from March. And what's something that's bad for March is bad for November, December, January, and February that we talked about how being so wonderful. 
put put 90 teams in the field, and why do you ever care who wins? Why would you ever care? Because 17 and 15 is getting in. So what difference does it make who's the best or the, or the second best or the third best? I mean, the, the 80th best is getting in. It's a, it's a ridiculous proposal. It is short-sighted. It is bad business, and it is bad athletics. Because you should get rewarded in athletics for elite performance. And you can get down to 68 and say, out of 355, 360, whatever, you can get down to 68 and say, yeah, that's elite. But you can't fake that at 90. You eat, everybody will see through it. So you make the regular season irrelevant. You make the tournament less, you know, less uh, rewarding and less appealing because you're going to have a three-sheet uh, March Madness pool. Nobody's going to play. It's, it's like you're really going to sit there and worry about who's going to win between Colorado and Tennessee Tech or whatever. I mean, that's not happening. So it all, it all, everything that's made it wonderful goes away. How can you not see that? I've had conversations with people around that, and they, you know, they're so focused on, oh, we want to give the athletes a great experience. That, that isn't it a great experience to get a full full ride, go to your, you know, the, your tournament, your conference tournament, you know, get uh, name, image, and likeness, and get now some of the things that they're talking about: the medical insurance after your career, uh, ten years of of uh, academic assistance. If, uh, if you don't finish your, your degree before, when your eligibility is up, um, you know, I, I, how, how can that not be enough that you also have to give them some silly participation trophy for being the 22nd <laughs> seed in the tournament? You make some strong points. Uh, some of the language, and I haven't taken a dive into it like you had said, the, the, maybe it's nonspecific yet to each sport, but the fact that they just sort of made this blanket, well, we consider 25%, and it is. It's the thing that everyone's going to glom onto now, like, oh, the, the NCAA tournament. <laughs> and, 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 and it doesn't even look like no, that's it, what it, the teeth of the report is about or the recommendations. Well, yeah, and, and they, but, they, but they did it to themselves, and this isn't a guarantee that it could be rejected, um, but you should bad ideas get traction. You know, I, I, last night when, when, when DeMar Hamlin had his awful ex, uh, episode with mm-hmm. his heart, um, there was, there was, I got, I got uh, besieged by people uh, who were saying that it was because he was vaccinated. I, and, and the oh, same my. thing happened when my friend Grant Wall died. Um, mm. uh, it, it, you know, immediately I got that, even though people didn't know how he died. Um, they just assumed. And, and so bad information takes root. And this is ob- these are obviously not equivalent things. But just that notion, when you have a bad idea and you put it out in the world, then it, then it might get, you know, it might get traction. So they shouldn't have done this for that reason, that bad ideas get traction. Even, you know, uh, again, I, I'm, not equival- I'm not making those two things equivalent. One is much worse than the other. Understood, yeah. Um, but this is, not, this is not good for college athletics, and it's not good for college basketball. Mike, I always appreciate your love of basketball and your passion uh, when you talk about it, and then that you're good enough to come on and do it with us. You bet. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much, uh, Mike DeCourcy, Sporting News and Big Ten Network. Be well, my friend. And away he goes. You were nodding your head. I assume. Well, yeah. I mean, we we've made this this known for a while. I mean, I was I was against expanding to sixty eight. I, I mean, those last four teams are not going to win the national championship. So no reason. But they to might water, get in the final four. No reason to water it down. No, no. It's the, well, 
yes, it's it's that, but it's also you're you're getting four from the bottom that that are the automatic qualifiers yeah. and and all that stuff. No, well, no, it, uh, it, it, the, he's the, right. On, he's right on the pro- And I don't know that I have a a better solution. But when you have three hundred and fifty teams, and we all know that realistically, I don't know, a hundred would have even a reason to have be in the conversation mm-hmm. about a, a national championship, and really, it's. I don't know, 40 teams out of that. Yeah. That and 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 really out of that 40, it's really about a 12. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that really have a so, should be talked about for uh, there's just no that's just that's just too many teams. And I don't an FBS FCS type situation like we have in football, I don't know if that would be in order, but it, but if that's the goal for the NCAA is to get more participation in a national tournament or chance for a, a national championship then you probably have to tier division one mm-hmm. yeah and i i can't 180 see and 180 but i mean they've got and the then N- you got your 64 teams which is more than 33 percent yeah they've got the big tournament they've got the nit i don't know is the cbi still going on i think there's even another tournament below that i mean half the teams are getting a national tournament we have mtes we've got conference tournaments right. i i mean but there everyone are so many opportunities at, looks at march madness as the well thing. if you're not good then you you don't right. get to go there and that's my question is like i would love to know uh pick a, a pretty good but not the best team in the southland conference mm-hmm. okay is an athletic director there sitting there and going competitively i'm not talking about the financial incentive to go to march madness is going yeah we we could be a national champion we just need our shot that's not realistic no. And and the Cinderella story once in a while happens, but usually Cinderellas don't win national championships. Mm-hmm. But they might get to the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight because it's basketball. Mm-hmm. But 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 realistically, how about we pick our lanes here? <laughs> and 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 I don't know how you'd do it, and, and you'd probably make enemies along the way. But Kansas and the middle of the road. Uh, of the swack are just not on the same level. It, yeah, and like you were saying, I mean, they, they wouldn't be good games. You're not going to get the upsets. You're going to get the 80 to 50 whatever we got with Bethune-Cookman here just last week. That That's what it what it's going to turn into. And, and it worked out with expanding to 68. You've got the play-in games. I think if they started adding more, then you're giving teams advantages and then people will start saying no. All right, good stuff. Appreciate Mike DeCourcy joining us. And, uh, oh boy, a little behind here on the old traffic log, but right back after this. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., Ryan Barnhart is back with a two-hour live open line. Depending for your thoughts, join the conversation to talk about whatever you want here on DWS. All right, if you didn't hear, we do have a tornado warning that has spilled into northwest Champaign County. So do ask uh, everybody to, again, uh, take caution. It looks like it is um, up kind of by Bellflower, Fooseland, all that area. Uh, Northwest Champaign County is now part of the, the tornado warning and also Macon County as well. Kind of fringe on our listening area, but uh, any... Any life out there is obviously important, and want to work, uh, encourage you to take cover. And here we are in January. I, uh, we, you think it's weird to have? Uh, you, you think the bowl game situation is weird? Have you seen the weather? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it as long as we, there's no damage. 
Yeah. Quan Martin, Illinois uh, secondary player, defensive back is what I'm going to call him because mm-hmm. what is he? He's kind of a Swiss Army knife back there. Heading to the the NFL draft, made that uh, announcement today on social media. Quan uh, Martin offering his thanks to Coach B and Coach Walters, uh, football program, teammates, fans, family, and uh, on to the next chapter. So Illinois with another... Another big replacement to be made in the secondary. He was a fourth-year guy or a fifth-year guy. It gets so confusing through COVID. But, like, he could have came back, right, if he I think, wanted yeah, to? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But I, I, I think it, it, it makes sense that, that he's taken his chance. Uh, that's kind of what Kirby Joseph was. Uh, that's uh, I, I imagine that's what they're going to work a little bit with Devin Witherspoon on. And, and yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a spot that a lot of teams are, are looking for is – it becomes more of a, a passing game, and he'll slot right in. And he, he, mm, it'd be interesting. I wonder how many starts he had as an Illini because it's probably up there. I don't know how he would have had eligibility, but because was but this he his fifth year? Yeah, but he he played all four years besides twenty twenty COVID year, so he played five years. So, so you would think that he 10 games in 18, 12 and 19, all of the 2020 season, which was that the, yeah, that's the doesn't count. You just season. say it doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 21 season junior. Yeah. And this last year is listed as a senior. senior. So, so he was, this, he was this out is his second as far senior as season. we could have. But, so, but that's why I'm confused why he's making an announcement. <laughs> I mean, more power to him. I'm not mm-hmm. okay. As, yeah, uh, I mean, it's just so weird nowadays. I, I've got an article. I never even got to it. But do you see? There's like a kid out in Oregon who has already gotten a waiver for a ninth year of eligibility. I mean, are you it's, serious? It's just all over. The, the, this guy was was injured for four straight seasons. He, he it, Mikey Dudek times three. He, oh, he was out for four seasons, so he's been given those four seasons plus one back. But uh, it, it's hard to keep track of, but I imagine, I, I don't know if Quan Martin will be drafted, but he'll definitely be a, a camp guy and, and get his shot at the league. Yeah, and, and, and we wish him well because mm-hmm. he's a good dude. Maybe he's the fourth guy who got a combine invite. The mysterious fourth. The, nobody was ever named, but you assume it's the Browns and uh, and, and 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 Devin Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. In fact, I assume first is Devin Witherspoon, right? And then the Browns figures. But maybe it's not. Who knows? We don't know. <laughs> these are these are the mysteries of life. Sports talk. Scott Beatty, Evan Kahn. You can weigh in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line two one seven three five one five three five seven. We continue after this. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Illini family, this is Illinois women's basketball coach Shauna Green. We'll see you Thursday at the State Farm Center. And listen in right here on DWS. Welcome back to Sports Talk. Illinois basketball in action tomorrow night. We're going to have a, just a, a, a bonanza of sports because when your basketball team's pretty good, you get 8 p.m. tips. That's what we get tomorrow night with Illinois against Northwestern in Evanston. Illinois is the good team. Okay, Northwestern maybe sometimes are good, but <laughs> Illinois, Illinois, only, Illinois is driving the bus there on the 8 p.m. tip. Only two-and-a-half-point favorites as of right now. 
reporting at Caesar Sportsbook. I always feel like going up there is just weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, historically, I'm, it'd be easy to look up, but outside of that second half drubbing during the COVID season, I, I can't imagine there's more a whole lot of double-digit wins up there in Evanston. Will Sky Clark play tomorrow night? Brad Underwood asked by me and others about his uh, progress, and Brad Underwood said today that he's been back practicing and that he could have played against Bethune-Cookman, but they chose not to. If it was an NCAA tournament game, they would have had him play. He never said explicitly that he will play tomorrow. I am interpreting it as he probably will based on that answer, but that was not explicitly said. We also got a question offline about a rumor that Sky Clark is transferring, and I guess... Who? I, I guess... Who gave you that information? Uh, uh, Did you check it out? <laughs> if your mom tells you she loves you, you gotta double check it. I mean, I who is he... telling you this stuff, and why do you believe it? Like, come I, on! <laughs> I All I can tell you is, I have not heard that from anybody credible or close <laughs> to being a credible source on the <laughs> situation. Um, it's the and, most annoying thing out of this transfer portal thing, is automatically if a player has a bad game player gets sat some joe schmo out there well he's probably trans what how could you possibly know that you can't you can't well and i i saw it floating again it people write things his response isn't well he's gonna he's going to transfer huh you know, and then and then let's say well, it's like does. the folks yesterday who, after Illinois finished eight and five and had their best season in fifteen years, they're like, "Yeah, I'm going to stop watching Illinois football after today." It's like this. This is what pushed you over the limit. You know, oh, some somebody who probably hasn't given you credible information in the past gives you a passing comment. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm going to take that as the Bible. Like, guys, well, critical critical thinking. Yeah. Hey, to, to, to the caller's credit, he was asking. He was not saying. He was asking. I heard. Do you know if this is true? So we appreciate you turning to us to be the authority on whether or not he's transferred. But you could say, what if he ends up, tr- just for you, those of you who think that, that it's happening, and let me emphasize again, I have no knowledge that it is or isn't or any of that. But if it does, it's like me telling you it's going to rain in two weeks. It's just like... It, that's just what happens sometimes is people transfer. So you could end up looking like you were right all along when you just said something that happens now on a regular basis in college basketball. You got a 50-50 shot. Either he's going to transfer or he's not <laughs> well, going to transfer. It's a binary situation. And a lot of people like to sit on the negative side. So if they sit on transfer and he transfers like Curbelo, you know, they're all happy. Well, Andre's out there averaging 15-5. and five. Although I heard, I heard a rumor that Andre Curbelo <laughs> is being benched. Is he? I don't know. I, I we're we're in the conference season, bowl season. I kind of quit keeping track. Yeah, I did too. But I heard he's. Uh, I I don't know. I'll try to look into it because we don't want to be the one who propagate rumors with no backing. Yeah, we, Lord knows there's been plenty of Andre Corbello slander on these airwaves. We're not going to add to it. <laughs> uh, however, let's just be clear. Some basketball players may transfer after the season's over on teams from one team to another. That just may happen. More more likely than, than not. Yeah, yeah it's, and it's a distinct possibility for those who haven't yet transferred <laughs> because they're allowed to now. 
and, and even those that that have uh, former Purdue quarterback Jack Plummer went to Cal last year, and now he's back with Jeff Brom for a reunion in Louisville. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, what are the rules? <laughs> uh, final segment in a moment. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. You've got the home of Illinois football. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. CU Under Construction is the place to go if you're uh, starting to think about 2023 and things you want to make plans for. Just give them a call. Get get in uh, on a conversation with them. They can help you dream. They can help you see what's possible. Maybe that you didn't even know was possible for something in a budget that you have. See you under construction doing quality workmanship. Very good at communicating. They have in-house experts, plumbing, electrical, HVAC. So when it comes to all kinds of projects, they're ready to tackle it. and They don't have to subcontract out and uh, make you wait and wonder even more on the completion of your project. I encourage you to check out our friends at CU Under Construction. That's cuunderconstruction.com. Been grateful for the work they've done in our home and a few of our different spaces. All right. It was not just a wild rumor. Andre Curbelo is out of the St. John's game tonight. It's now taking place against Marquette for not meeting team rules. Well, my my guess is St. John's looked at the the tape of Corbello from last year against Marquette, and it's like, yeah, okay, we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna let him see Shaka Smart Ooh, one, one more time. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> That's cold. That's cold, man. Uh, so uh, there's that for you. Uh, and I, I I wouldn't take that and run with it. There's been plenty of good basketball players and good I. people. That I O had to sit out a game his freshman year because he broke team rules. Yeah, it was late to practice. He was late. <laughs> Missed a whole game and yeah. it got Kofi to commit, so it worked out. <laughs> was it that game? I thought it was a, the uh, maybe. Uh, maybe it wasn't that game. It was. Not, I don't think it was that game. It wasn't that game. It was a different game where they no, because Io Io did play in that one, and everybody said that the world was ending because we had Io and we still lost that game. How dare you? <laughs> How dare they? Should be uh, some uh, some good basketball here this week with Illinois and Northwestern, both for the men's and the women's. And they're both eight p.m. tips tomorrow night for the men. In Sham, uh, in uh, Evanston, Thursday night for the women, uh, in this State, State Farm, Farm Center. Center. Yeah. Yes, boy, I almost, almost did that right. I almost did that right. But uh, here we go, basketball upon basketball upon basketball, and I like the rhythm of January and February with that. Well, yeah, I was looking at the the schedule. It looks like we're going to get a little more consistency. I know it's still some random days and the the start times vary, but yeah, we're we're fully in basketball. Last night, I, I went from Purdue Rutgers to Bulls Cavaliers. Actually, got to watch Devon or Donovan Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell just go off. It, well, that's what happens when you don't have somebody who can guard him. The Bulls just had literally nobody that can stop him on the roster, and he was just going off. So, and, and it all came so much towards the end of that game and forced the overtime and then he just he took over well yeah I flipped it on I think he had 48 points and they're like whoa he's getting near his career high and then boom he, he blows through the Cavaliers high and the most points ever scored against the Bulls uh, if you're not a, a Chicago fan it was it was pretty impressive I'm old enough to remember when 60 points was special <laughs> I remember when Kobe dropped to 81, and that was the last time somebody had crossed 71. So, 
I think there's only been six players that have done that. Mm-hmm. Dropped 70 or more. Yeah. Congratulations to Donovan Mitchell. Hey, we're out of time. We'll do it again tomorrow. Evan, you'll be with us in the 4 o'clock hour tomorrow. Lauren, in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll talk to you then. And then basketball tomorrow night. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, 6 o'clock at night. Now, from our nation's capital, this is Bloomberg Sound On. We may have a battle on the floor. This is not about prom king. This is not about a pastor. I'm nominating Jim Jordan. We had better come together. The clerk is prepared to direct the reading clerk to call a roll anew. Bloomberg Sound On. Politics, policy, and perspective. From D.C.'s top 